June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Golden Globes jitters. The extraordinary steps being taken this weekend after the Iranian general is blown away. And security beefed up at high-profile locations around the USA. Then, actress Ricky Lake's first interview since revealing her anguish over her hair loss. I feel like I've been set free. And disgraced Harvey Weinstein. On the eve of his trial, his accusers speak out. Will they be there? It's terrifying. Plus, the 60 Minutes investigation into the mysterious death of Jeffrey Epstein. There is a note. We're going to show you what that note says. Then, the three brave women held captive in the Cleveland House of Horrors. Their lives today. These three women, amazing. And what it's like raising the daughter who was born in captivity. And Meghan and Harry. Fancy meeting you here in the middle of the woods. When I looked up, there was Megan smiling at us and waiting for us to hand over the phone. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Diane McInerney. And today for Deborah, the world is on edge after the U.S. military killed Iran's most powerful general in an airstrike at the authorization of President Trump. Security is being beefed up around the country, including at this weekend's Golden Globe ceremony. And our Victoria Rocano is in Los Angeles with more on that. Victoria. Thanks, Diane. Preparations are well underway here at the Beverly Hilton Hotel for Sunday night's show. Just moments ago, the red carpet was rolled out. But like the rest of the nation, the atmosphere here is tense and calls for security at the award show to be beefed up. This has always been the safest award show possible, and we've had the tightest security, and that will continue. Former LAPD Deputy Chief Mike Downing says the situation needs to be taken seriously, considering the international attention the Golden Globes brings. Will there be retaliatory strikes? Probably in the region in the Middle East, more likely, uh, less likely here. But is it possible? Absolutely is possible. And we should take precautions and up our security game. Across the nation in New York, the NYPD says they are closely monitoring the events in Iran and have deployed additional resources to key locations like here in Times Square. The police presence in the city is going to be overwhelming for the next couple days, a couple weeks, in fact. Should Americans be on high alert right now? I think we should always be vigilant. You don't have to live your life in fear. Look for things you seem out of place that make you look twice and say, that doesn't sound right, doesn't look right. If you see something like that, yeah, it's, it's try it, see something, say something, call the police. The U.S. strike on Iran's top general, Qasem Soleimani, is sparking fury in the rogue nation. This video reportedly shows the strike as it happened, according to Iranian TV. Soleimani was blown to smithereens by a targeted drone missile. All that was left was his hand. He was identified using his signature oversized ring. Thousands of Iranians took to the streets in mourning, vowing revenge. A military leader burst into tears on Iranian TV. 
Americans are being warned to get out of Iraq immediately. The news dominated the morning shows. The world is a better place without him. The problem is that comes at a very high cost. There will be dead Americans, dead civilian Americans as a result of this. The order to assassinate the general was personally approved by President Trump. Soleimani has killed or badly wounded thousands of Americans, he tweeted. He should have been taken out many years ago. Across America, opinion is divided. Don't for a minute start cheering this on. On Fox and Friends, Geraldo Rivera got into a spirited debate with Brian Kilmeade. The Iranians. Excuses for Iran. They choose. Damn it, I'm not making excuses. That's absolute baloney. Showing just how nervous people are, the hashtag World War III is now trending. Actress-turned-talk show host Ricky Lake is giving her first TV interview since revealing to the world that she struggles with hair loss. And she says she's done with the hiding. And that is eliciting quite the reaction from women across the country. I feel like I've been set free. Ricky Lake is opening up about her struggle with hair loss. This has been something that has plagued me for so, so long. It was my secret. The 51-year-old former talk show host started the new year showing off her new buzz cut on social media and calling her hair loss debilitating, embarrassing, painful, scary, depressing, lonely. We first got to know Ricky when she starred in the 1988 cult classic Hairspray. And away we go. Unbelievably, that iconic hairdo was all her own. No wig, no extensions. She now believes the dyeing and teasing required for that look had long-term consequences. Between hairspray and my, the hair that was damaged then and losing 100 pounds when I was 21 on a crash diet, it's like my, the weight fluctuations, the messing with my hormones, it all contributed, plus genetics and, and birth control, hormonal birth control. All those things can lead to a shedding process. Plastic surgeon and hair loss specialist Dr. Michael Walfeld says Ricky Lake should be applauded for coming forward with her story. I really do think it's great that Ricky Lake has brought this to the forefront and, and brought attention to it because a lot of women suffer with hair loss. A lot of women think it's really only a, a male problem, and it's not. Now fans are making sure Ricky knows she's not alone, posting pics of their own shaved heads. I suggest all the ladies out there do a wigs off for Ricky. Love you, girl. I feel like I'm finally, I can finally be truly me. And I, mm. I actually, I don't think I look that bad. You don't look I, right kinda, no. I like, I like my head. <laughs> oh, she looks great. And Ricky says she has tried extensions and wigs, even getting steroid shots, but nothing seemed to work. On Monday, disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein finally goes on trial, and among those attending will be a large group of Weinstein accusers who call themselves the women who are the silence breakers, and we spoke with three of them. Disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein will face an army of accusers when his rape trial opens on Monday. As many as 80 women, including some major stars, are expected to attend as the historic trial unfolds. I just... You know, I just feel that if he saw all of us together, how could he possibly not have a moment of reckoning? Three of those accusers who call themselves the silence breakers are speaking to Inside Edition today. They are Caitlin Delaney, Catherine Kendall, and Larissa Gomes. How do you feel about being in the same room with the man who assaulted and terrorized you? On the one hand, um, it's terrifying because I think that every time I see his face, even to this day, I feel some kind of um, trigger and some kind of emotion. I've seen him by accident a couple of times where I've run into him, and 
my knees started to tremble and I felt like I just had to leave immediately. I, I felt really intimidated and um, unsafe and scared. It feels a little bit safer that all of us have formed this community and we're in, we're in touch. They believe a show of solidarity is important because Weinstein's hard-charging attorney, Donna Rotuno, is expected to pursue an aggressive defense. It's just unbelievable what he did for 30 years and got away with. The trio also says Weinstein deserves an Oscar for using that walker at his last court appearance. He says he suffered a back injury in a car accident. Mr. Weinstein, are you faking your injury for sympathy? I don't believe it for a second. No, absolutely not. They're hoping the trial will finally bring closure and justice. If he is found guilty and put behind bars for rape, um, then that will send a very strong message that will hopefully reverberate around the world. Despite the fact as many as 80 women have accused Weinstein of sexual misconduct, he is only on trial for charges brought by two women. He has denied all allegations of non-consensual sex. What happened in convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell the day he died has been greatly debated. Now new information is emerging, including the fact that his fellow inmates were chanting, breathe Epstein, breathe, after guards found him dead in his cell. And our Amber Cogliano has more on the story. Did Jeffrey Epstein leave behind a suicide note? There is a note and there is a pen, and on Sunday we're going to show you what that note says. 60 Minutes correspondent Sharon Alfonsi has an exclusive look inside Epstein's cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan, where he was found dead last August. The medical examiner said it was hanging by suicide, but there are still a lot of remaining questions about exactly how that happened. Inside his cell were things like an electrical cord, prescription medicines, bedding, all kinds of sheets. The presence of so many sheets is raising questions. There are many skeptics out there who claim that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Sources say that they could overhear the guard saying, breathe, Epstein, breathe. And we also have learned that soon after that, that all the prisoners that were in the secure area started chanting, breathe, Epstein, breathe. After failing to resuscitate him in prison, authorities rushed the body to a hospital. And that appears to be a violation of regulations, fueling more conspiracy theories about the tycoon's death. The protocol is that you're supposed to leave a dead body. It's where a crime it is, scene. It's a crime scene. A suicide scene should be treated the same way as a crime scene, but that didn't happen here. The 60-minute segment on Epstein airs on CBS Sunday night. And it was a story that shocked the nation, three young women being held in a house of horrors in Cleveland. So what is life like for those three women today? As Stephen Fabian reports, they are still working to overcome the trauma of what they went through. They are the three brave women who survived years of captivity in a house of horrors. Now they are rebuilding their lives, says GMA's Robin Roberts. These three women, and I don't say this lightly, amazing. In Trapped, a special two-hour 2020 airing tonight, survivor Amanda Berry talks about the child she had with Ariel Castro, the monster who held her captive for 10 years. Her daughter Jocelyn just turned 13 on Christmas Day. What was it like for you, Amanda, when you looked in her eyes for the first time? It was amazing because she was so quiet and she was just the most beautiful. <laughs> it's very difficult for her because she loves her daughter, of course. That's, there's no difficulty there, but knowing what her father, who her father is, what he was, and to know that as 
Jocelyn is getting older, she's finding out more and more and how she's delicately handling that, but loves her daughter more than life itself. You hear of rape victims who have a child. How do you just wrap your mind around it and make it work? This is his kid. You know, how do I feel about that? And she resembled him a lot. And I would look at her and I just felt like she's mine. She's mine. <laughs> Amanda escaped from the squalid house of horrors in Cleveland seven years ago. I'm Amanda Berry. I've been on the news for the last 10 years. Police rescued Amanda, Gina De Jesus, and Michelle Knight. What is the relationship like between the three of them? Uh, among the three of them? What is that? That is the question. That is and they were very honest about it. You would think they said that it's supposed to be a sisterhood, but then is it because you, he, Ariel Castro, did a mastermind on them, pitted them against each other. So for a decade, they're fending for themselves pretty much. And so even though they're released and of course they're very happy, are they just supposed to automatically be a sisterhood? Ariel Castro was sentenced to life in prison. He committed suicide in 2013. It's a photo that is raising a lot of eyebrows. A group of firefighters posing for a selfie, smirking in front of a burning building. And now even the fire commissioner is seeing red. It's the photo that's outraging many. 18 firefighters posing in front of a burning house in Detroit. While they're smiling, flames are shooting through the roof of the two-story brick home. The photo was posted on the fire department incidents page with this caption, crews take a moment to get a selfie on New Year's. The firefighters were commemorating the retirement of the battalion chief. Even the fire commissioner is critical of the image, saying there are a lot of ways to celebrate a retirement. Taking a photo in front of a building fire is not one of them. The house was vacant and firefighters say they were driven back by the flames. But the homeowner says the house seen here before the fire was being renovated. Now this is all that's left. And in other news today, this couple was taking a scenic stroll through the park when a fellow hiker offered to snap their picture. At first, they didn't know who the nice lady was, and then it hit them. It was Meghan Markle who was on a stroll of her own with Prince Harry and some friends. <laughs> These guys were enjoying a picnic when they decided to commemorate the outing with a selfie. Then we heard a woman approach us asking if she, if we wanted her to take our photo. And we automatically said yes without even realizing who she was at the time. And uh, then it sort of just clicked. It was none other than Meghan Markle, who was on a hike with Prince Harry. Accompanying Meghan and Harry were actress Abigail Spencer from TV Suits plus two dogs. And then when I looked up, there was Meghan smiling at us and waiting for us to hand over the phone. What was going through your mind when you realized this was Meghan and Harry? It was mind-blowing. Megan snapped these three photos for the couple, 29-year-old Asmina Kantorovich and her boyfriend Ilya Pavlovich. She oh, was, she was so, so friendly. friendly. She, she's so down to earth. She was extremely nice. Harry was pretty quiet, um, but we think he said no pressure, and then Megan repeated, like, yeah, no pressure, I gotta, I gotta beat the selfie stick, right? She said bye and happy new year, and we thanked her and wished her a happy new year, and that was it. It happened on secluded Vancouver Island in Canada, where the royals have been celebrating the holidays with baby Archie and Megan's mom, Doria. Are you going to frame it? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think after all this, we definitely should put it up in the, in the house. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll be right back with much more Inside Edition after this.
Next, how to put your Christmas tree to good use from the wood chipper to this. You can make some coasters. Oh, nice. Then, Jenny McCarthy and husband Donnie Wahlberg's Monster 2020 tip for an IHOP waitress. I freaked out and called my mother in the bathroom. And... Wait till you see what that scream really is. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. New Year's is behind us, so it's time to take down those Christmas decorations. But what should you do with your tree? Well, we've got tips on what to do besides leaving it on the curb for the sanitation trucks. It's a mountain of Christmas trees. Yes, with New Year's behind us, it's time for Americans to get rid of the estimated 30 million trees sold last Christmas. Around New York City, there are piles and piles of Christmas trees, and this is what's happening to them. The smell is just great. Free of charge, they are put through chippers, being turned into mulch to be used in the city's parks or yours to take home. And there are other creative things you could do with your tree other than throwing it out like garbage. It's always a sad day when you have to take the tree down. Thingsgreen.com's garden expert Nick Federoff showed our Victoria Ricanio some great ideas. First, the obvious. Literally take everything off of it. Next, it's time to trim the tree again. Go for the big guy. The big guns now. Start at the bottom and trim off the branches. Then pull off the needles and place them in a bowl. Voila, you've got a nice pine-scented potpourri. Well, like this every so often, it releases the scent and you're able to keep that season alive for a longer period of time. Your Christmas tree also makes good firewood. Do not make them any larger than 16 inches. And check this out. You could put an X on this one, you could put an O on that one, and you've got yourself a tic-tac-toe. Or you can do this. You can make some coasters. Oh, nice. Just like that. And make a lovely DIY family ornament. Whatever's left, you can bring to recycling dumpsters like this one in Los Angeles. And when we come back, the celebrity couple who just gave this waitress a monster tip. This waitress is having a great start to her new year, thanks to a huge tip from a very famous couple. This IHOP waitress hit the jackpot working New Year's Day. Bethany Proventure saw actor Donnie Wahlberg and his wife Jenny McCarthy with their kids walk into the restaurant. I freaked out and called my mother in the bathroom. Ma! Donnie Wahlberg's at my table. My mother sat in line for three and four hours for tickets to go see him for me when I was a kid. Her day got even better when the new Kids on the Block singer paid the bill. He'd left a whopping $2,020 tip on a $78 meal and signed it 2020 Tip Challenge. The 2020 Tip Challenge is catching on across the USA. This Michigan waitress was in tears when she received a $2,020 tip on a $23 bill. A year ago, she says she was homeless. Now, she's paying it forward. When she dined out the other night, she tipped her waiter $20.20. At this Dunkin' Donuts in Boston, someone left $20.20 in a tip jar. At a diner in Georgia, a customer left a $20.20 tip on a $10 bill. Happy 2020. 
And the waitress who got that tip from Donnie Wahlberg is now a single mom, or she is a single mom, who says she can now afford to furnish her apartment. And when we come back, cops get quite a surprise. Finally, for you, police respond to an emergency, or is it? It's a blood-curdling scream, and it's coming from inside this home. Police respond after a neighbor calls 911 to report a woman crying out for help. But that's no damsel in distress. I'll bring out the screamer to you. It's the homeowner's parrot, Rambo. Case closed. Rambo had us fooled too, and we'll see you right back here next time. <laughs> when you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll you'll be saying to yourself, TGIT. Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.